You're listening to The Training Dummies. With Rob and Daryl and James. And we've decided to run a marathon. Hey, greetings and welcome to episode 273 of the Training Dummies, where we recap the marathon that you ran that was like, felt like it was just yesterday, even though it was mm-hmm. what, five, five months ago we were talking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're... Uh, we're no, it was, uh, this is brand new, fresh information that we're going to be giving to yeah, you. Yeah, it's like fresh in our minds. We haven't forgotten any details. This is, this is great. We're, uh, we're good. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Rob, <laughs> who you've already heard, and uh, James. How you guys doing? Well, well, well. Hello. We're living the dream here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have your legs recovered yet? Are you, are you still hurting? <laughs> yeah, I think my legs are okay. They're doing they're doing good. Yeah. They're doing good. I've, I've, I've given them some rest, lots of rest. Are so, you yeah, cobbling they're, up, they're good. up and down the stairs? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, So, recap. Yeah. Uh, where do we start with our adventures in Minnesota? Oh man. Um okay, I I feel low key like like uh, Daryl needs to go first because okay. well, you'll you'll find out in a second. Okay. So so I did it. I finished the marathon. I have now run a full marathon in 5 hours, 38 minutes and 13 seconds. See, it was so that fresh is- like it was yesterday. I remember it down to the second of my time. Mm-hmm. That is not a bad time for a first marathon, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy though. It was definitely there are some some highlights for sure. Um one of the biggest highlights and I'll probably remember this forever is is the What's Up the song was playing. It was on our playlist and I don't remember whereabouts it was, maybe mile 20 somewhere in there, but it came on my headphones like I was hearing it and there was a band on the side of the the marathon on the road playing that song <laughs> and the same song the, yeah. the 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 like the regular verses weren't lining up but the chorus was lining up for like them singing live <laughs> and in my <laughs> from the playlist amazing. like it the chorus was lining up it happened two times where the chorus lined up like perfectly it was amazing like it's just like wow this is this is cool um what else <laughs> Yeah, that was that. That's probably like one of the highlights for sure. Is that just because it was just so cool? It was like surreal. Um, I, I, got, I got a question though, like, and maybe this is to both of you because I, it's been ten years this year since I ran my first full marathon, so nine and a half years ago, and it was the same race. It was mm-hmm. Minneapolis Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. I still remember what it felt like being at the start line, and I still remember what it felt like. Uh, running around the lakes and sort of like turning up to St. Thomas Hill. Um, what was it, what was it like being at the start line for you both? Like in the, in the, um, corral and like uh, amongst all these other runners looking around and knowing that sort of there's 26 miles ahead of you. What was that experience like for you both? Uh, it was cool. Like it was, I don't know. It was kind of hard to fathom. Like, yeah, like we're about to do this. Like this is, you know, we've been training and, and, and we're at that point. And there's 10,000 other people here about to embark on the same journey with us. It was, yeah, it was almost surreal. 
just sitting there and waiting and like we were we were corral three so we were way back like it was i think 12 minutes after it officially started that we finally started even moving up but oh yeah it took once it started it took forever you know because you got the jitters and you're doing your thing looking yeah. down at your watch and you know kind of and the next you know five minutes goes by ten minutes goes by and you're like we're not even at the starting line yet so. yeah just a slow walk to get to the starting line as everyone's just slowly moving forward until they mm-hmm. you know cross that that start line to before everyone starts to get into a jog or even a run but yeah yeah it was it was pretty cool it was, it was a See, big what I, what I thought big that event. morning when i when i saw the two of you for the first time that morning it just struck me how calm you both seemed and i don't know if it was just sheer resignation of like well that we've done everything we can we just got to go do our best now and there's no use worrying about it or if you were just so good at being stoic but inside were feeling i don't know panicky or anxious or, or what that was uh well okay so maybe spoiler alert i don't know what this is uh uh, I guess it's five months old, and it's not much of a spoiler at this point. But I didn't finish um, the the quick. Start. Yeah, I did start. Yep, but the uh, kind of the quick recap on my, uh, you know, my adventure, so to speak, was that um, I got. I mean, there's so much hindsight, right? There's so much uh, stuff for you. You look at it and go, well, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know. But I definitely have had that feeling kind of like well i i could have done more should have done more but we're here now and it's about to start so like i'm just gonna have fun right i, I told mm-hmm. my wife that too the same thing that uh you know the kind of the last couple of the half marathon i had run before that and kind of everything leading up to it was like you know what i'm just gonna have fun I'm just gonna do my best i'm gonna have fun but uh what had happened was about was it like mile seven between mile seven and eight or so or somewhere around that range, um, you know, I just started kind of lagging behind and my knee, my left knee, which I had actually had injured, like, you know, previously, like just got really wobbly. Like, like I could almost feel the kneecap just like wobbling. And I got to a point where I was like, Oh boy, I can't do this. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do this. Um, but in my head, I was like, I, I'm still going to push, you know, like I, I can at least, you know, like I won't get a good time, whatever, but I'll, I'll do my best. And lo and behold, the, uh, you know, the, I nicknamed it the struggle bus. Um, <laughs> it was an actual school bus pulled up behind and, uh, you know, and it was a bunch of the, you know, race volunteers and workers and everything. And, and, uh, you know, a, a guy pulled up and said, Hey, just so you know, um, we're shutting everything down. We're pulling all medical. We're pulling all hydration. We're pulling everything. And if you aren't able to um, keep up, you know, we get ahead of you. Like there's there's nothing you can do at this point. And he's like, so we recommend you get on the bus. And the bus was just like basically admitting defeat. So I was like, no, 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 I can do this. And he's like. He's like, do you know where you're going? I was like, no. <laughs> he said, well, I mean, we really, really recommend that you get on the bus. And I said, I, I know you do. That's your job, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, I, I think in my head I knew it wasn't a good choice at that time. But I but I said, I'm going to keep going. And then, um, you know, 
ended up you and uh, you and a friend that you were in town with there, James, were mm. were coming around the corner at the same time, and I caught up to you guys, and you kind of gave me the the gentle like, dude, <laughs> don't be stupid, it's okay, you know. So uh, I ended up kind of bowing out at that point, and and just uh, riding along with you guys and catching up to different uh, points on the grid where we could cheer Daryl on and stuff. But yeah, it was a it was a little tough to to come to that uh, you know come to that conclusion on my own. But uh, you know, we did it. We we're there. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't finish, but I do honestly like I guess to answer your other question, you know, you know I could. I could go back and and you know think about all the things that I could have or should have done differently, but I did feel like you know as it was starting, I, I obviously got nerves and jitters and everything, but mm-hmm. I was I was ready to just have some fun and you know take as long as I needed to take or or whatever that looked like, you know. Yeah, um, I, you know I'll I'll repeat what I said to you as we were standing course side back then in October is that um, there is I think there is always a desire when you've trained that hard and you've been waiting so long and you've put in the time and you've thrown down the money and you've traveled across the country mm-hmm. um to, yeah. to want yeah. to just push through the struggles and push through the burdens right but when you're risking what could be a far more serious injury um it's really not worth it right like even if it's one mile in six miles in or a mile from the very end like pushing through that and also running the risk of getting lost because they were tearing <laughs> down the signage. And uh, the that was my biggest fear, to be honest. <laughs> was yeah. like, I was um, like, uh, I mean, even your buddy was like, Hey, you know, if you really want to do it, we could talk you through what, you know, what the, you know, the rest yeah. of the course and everything. But like that piece in my head was like, dude, that's the dumbest thing. Yeah. Don't do it. man. You know? So, well, and you know, bringing the hydration stations down, like, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have had support along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if I ever told this story on this podcast or not, but I worked when I was at Blizzard. I worked with a guy who's an ex marine who loves to do these racing the planet events, and they are extreme races, right? Like two hundred miles over a week across a desert, which is basically like a marathon a day for a week. It's just That's harsh, insane. Yeah, yeah. really insane. Um, he, I think it was in his first or second event that he did with them, was across the Gobi Desert, and he was eight miles from the finish. He had gone 180-something miles Jeez. over the week. He was eight miles and at the last checkpoint, and the um, the medics there would not clear him to leave because he had some kind of hydration problem. And so... You know, they basically said, look, we can't stop you from leaving, but our recommendation is that you don't because you're in such a state that you could risk serious injury or perhaps even death. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and so I said to him, like, when he's telling this story, do you regret dropping out so close to the finish line? And he said, not once, because first of all, he had had such an incredible training journey and learned a ton about himself and, you know, had had that confidence and uh, also the fact that he is still alive and still able to walk and still able to run. And he went on to do other events successfully after that. Um, he said all of those things are testament to the fact that he made the right decision to drop out because he you know, could preserve it for the other day. And so um, I have to say, Rob, that I was incredibly impressed 
and proud of the poise that you showed when making that decision. Because I know how hard that decision is when you've put in that time yeah. and effort and you're there and it's just unexpected. Your your knee injury flared up. Um, they, the conditions around the race course weren't, um, you know, as they were pulling stuff down and the buses coming along, like you absolutely made the right decision because you didn't get injured and you didn't get lost and you live to run another race. It was really hard because I think I was telling you guys too that like immediately I got hit with, uh, you know, embarrassment, shame, like all these like feelings yeah. of like, and immediately you start dissecting it going, God, man, I, I shouldn't have done this. I could have done this, you know, all these things, but man, you, you, I mean, the, the pep talk that, that you, you guys gave me like right there on the spot, like kind of was, was what really helped me just be like, all right it's it's not it's it's actually yeah. foolish to mm -hmm. keep going um and just you know. for listener context um my friend tony who was with me lives in minneapolis is also a marathon runner um and was there when we when rob when you came around the corner and really like he was the one as someone you'd never met before like complete stranger but somehow i think that his his words and encouragement in that moment were probably what carried carried you through that that immediate sort of like, like sense of disappointment and like you said the embarrassment of it the, the shame of it like, man there was yeah. something in, like like, like kind of like you're saying there was just something immediately about you know just the connection that that i had made with him and over the course of you know a couple of minutes and <laughs> yeah. just him speaking into me like that where i was like it really was the right thing at the right time yeah yeah so props to Tony for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. What an outstanding dude. But it was kind of cool then to like hop around to three or four different locations, Daryl, and yeah, see you see you run on by, and then you know a few miles later would be somewhere else, and see you run on by, and you seemed to always be at the same pace with the same determination, and mm -hmm. um, you know from from a, a non runner's perspective that day. It looked to me like you were managing the race very well. Yeah, I was. So every aid station, like I had water, I had a, a bladder pack with me. I think it held two liters. So I had that with me. And then um, every aid station, I would take a, a noon. They had noon. And I'd drink a water, a glass of noon and a glass of water. Every aid station. I did that every single time. Um, just because I know there was, there was a half marathon I did. I think it was my second one. And I had put just noon in my bladder pack. And about halfway through, I'm like, I just want some freaking water. Like, yeah, God, I just man. want some uh -huh. freaking water. Yes. And like, so that, that taught me, or like, I knew for this, like, I can't put noon in my bladder pack. So I, I had that to carry me through as well. Um, but yeah, like, you, you need the water as well, just straight water without any stuff in it. Um, yeah. me especially, like, I, I knew that. Um, but yeah, it was, I kept a good pace until I think it was maybe halfway is when I started to, okay, I need a walking break here. I need a walking break there. Um, and then, you know, you get to like mile 20 and then it's like 21, 22. It's like, okay, I'm going to run for a hundred yards. I'm going to walk for a bit. And then, you know, I found myself walking definitely more than I, more than I wanted to. Um, but my legs were just, they just weren't there. Right. It's just like, that's a grueling 
grueling thing to do with a marathon. Like it really is. It's just. Um, well, and also at that point, you, you are now hitting distances that you have never run before. Well, yeah, that too. Like I think, yeah, 20 miles. That was, that was the most I had done previous to that. And um, so, yeah, it was just, man, it was something. Um, and I know at one point, I think it was probably around the same place, mile 21, 22, I started to get pain in my back and, and I know I discussed it earlier in the training thing I had done. Um, I was just doing, my kid was at violin and I was just doing a run. It's a half hour violin lesson he had. I was just doing a run and I don't know what I did if I turned funny or something, but all of a sudden I got like shooting pain in my back and then I, okay, I walked for a bit and then I tried running and then I couldn't because all of a sudden my back was like spasming like crazy. I ended up like calling in the next day to work because I, I couldn't go to work. Like my back was in so much pain. Um, and then one of my training days too, uh, I think it was the 18 mile day. So not my, my longest run, but my second longest run. I'm like, well, I was going to try to do like 19, 20 miles, but at 18, I started to get like, okay, my back is starting to hurt. I'm going to shut it down right now. Like I'm done. And then, you know, marathon day, I started to get pain in my back again at like mile 21, 22, but I had packed muscle relaxants with me so at like mile 21 there i am popping a muscle relaxant and it worked like it 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 got rid of the back pain <laughs> but seriously that's what i did like popping muscle relaxants you know almost done this marathon and i'm popping yeah, a muscle I mean, relaxant just so that you know i can finish because my back was like funny yeah. yeah i don't know if it's just the posture with the bladder pack on there too it's just i don't know anyway it carried well, me just through. the fact that you had been on your feet for five well, hours. Well, you said that right? too, right? Yeah, yeah. So. That, that alone, and I remember saying way back at the beginning when when like you guys decided to run a a, a full marathon. Um, I remember saying something like, "I cannot stress enough how things are going to inexplicably hurt in ways that you didn't know they could <laughs> yeah. hurt, and, and for reasons yeah. that you can't pinpoint." Right? Like, yeah, running a marathon. Is is just damn hard on your body. Oh yeah, it is. Um, it is. And and so yeah, I mean, uh, chances are when I run another one, I'm absolutely taking a handful of ibuprofen out on the race course with me. Oh yeah. And you know, when I when I feel a little twinge of pain, I'm going to pop those with you know with something to eat and then carry on. I think that was really smart of you, actually, Daryl. Oh yeah, so that I was had uh, it packed. Like one thing you. that you had said too that like I don't think you know. I felt it was a little, a little cliche, but now I understand was, you know, it's twice the distance as a half marathon, but it's not just twice as hard. It's like 10 oh, times yeah. as hard. It so. really is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, like, sure, I had the ibuprofen, but I think I took a shot of Pepto before I even started the race too. Like before we left the hotel, I was like, okay, stick to Pepto because I don't need any of that other nonsense happening as well. Right. So <laughs> Because well, I had, I mean, I don't know. I've seen a bunch of articles of people like, you know, getting new PRs and stuff after they <laughs> crap their pants in the middle of. Yeah, well, I had right in the middle of the race. There you go. I had a training, training around here, which I, I think I mentioned previously as well. Where it's like, like a, it's two kilometers round trip on my subdivision, and I was probably three quarters of a kilometer around and i decided to take you know the other long way around just to finish it up when mm -hmm. i like all of a sudden it's like okay you gotta go where i should have turned around and went the shorter way back but no i'm like oh, i'll just keep going yeah that was the worst like 
That was awful. Like, that was the closest I've ever come to shit in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I learned some lessons during training too. Like, okay, Pepto's your friend. Just, just take a shot before you get on one of these long runs. It doesn't hurt. I have said um, several times now since uh, since then that you know my my journey's not over. I am definitely going to run a full, mm-hmm. and I will finish a full. So. You know, you learn to ask questions that you didn't even think about ahead of time. You know, it was uh, whole, the whole, you know, shutting down the event and whatnot, like, you know, at the at the cutoff mark. I guess I assumed that they would let it ride for a bit. Um, they don't at all. They, uh, you know, when they come through or when they say, you know, marathon time is six hours and, you know, or whatever, you know, just, uh, you know, I guess do, do your homework about... <laughs> Yeah, about I mean, the about the race the race you're gonna run. Yeah. It makes sense now, but ahead of time, I wasn't. It didn't. I didn't really put two and two together that I would literally, um, you know, be the struggle bus would be behind me gone. <laughs> get on. Yeah. Get yeah, on I mean, or get out really the way. You know, <laughs> like when that bus passes or or gets up to one of the medical tents or hydration stations, mm-hmm. they tear it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, instantly. Once the yeah. bus passes, like that. That's their. That's their time to clock out mm-hmm. yeah yeah i actually heard so the yep. the edmonton marathon here what they do is they at um the 13.1 mile marker if you are not ahead of pace once you put that point they give you a half marathon model and pull you off the course oh wow yeah i'm not sure what the time is but you have to be you have to make it to a half marathon distance by a certain time and if you don't make that time, then yeah, they give you a half marathon medal and you're done. So it's you like, know, I mean, maybe it's good that wasn't an option because in my mind I would have 
I would have been like, no, okay, let me keep going. You know, yeah, crank out yeah. another few miles. But, yeah, right. Because you know. we were like, what, mile seven or eight when we yeah. Yeah. Well, which mm -hmm. is, I, I could imagine that being in your mind of like, hey, if I can just get another five miles down, at least I get a half marathon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, okay, I can, I can do it. I can yeah. stay the course or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But that I kind of, I don't know, you know, you can armchair quarterback it or, you know, however you want to do it. But it, were, it, it is what it is. I hate that saying, but it's true, you know, <laughs> and I, I did it uh, the to the best that I could at the time. I learned a lot and I'm, I'm ready to go and attack this thing again. Um, not right this minute. But I will down the road. I will do it again. Yeah, um, and awesome. I think we actually we already have something planned for that coming up. Kind of, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, um, in, the, in the immediacy after the race, we obviously. Um, oh, I mean, real. I just, let I just me say one use. one thing. One thing, real quick here. I know that um, you know when I met up with you and Tony, and we and we drove down to the next um, area to to cheer Daryl on. I mean, the, the whole day was very emotional, honestly, but like seeing Daryl in that moment, like, I don't know if we talked about it or not, but there was, there was a moment, man, where like we made eye contact and you knew exactly right away what was going on. And it was just like, I don't know. I felt like I wanted to cry. I felt like all these things and you stopped, you came over and you gave me a hug. And it was just like this moment, man, that was just like, I, I don't know if I was just like all the all the feelings had hit me at that point or what was going on, but like it was something else. Like yeah, you know at I wouldn't the uh, at the mile twelve bridge. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just yeah, I was on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I uh, man, I don't remember what I was looking at, but something had told me that you stopped. I can't remember what it was. Because I, I was, it was, I was checking. I think because I had and, it going on my on my watch, you know. Oh, maybe that the, was it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Runkeeper says Rob has stopped the workout, finished the workout, and that must have been mm. it. But yeah, mm. so I, because I, I was watching ever since that point, I, I, I was watching for you guys. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see Rob there. Um, but yeah, then I did. So, mm -hmm. oh, man, I'm getting man. emotional thinking about it now. <laughs> Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I mean, you came up and like you knew right away and you gave me a hug and I don't know. There's just everything, everything in that moment. Like, it's so funny that we have been, you know, we started off as internet friends and now here we are. Like, you know, we don't even live in the same country and we talk every day where, you know, it's just like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you can't fake it, you know? Well, I will say um, that I particularly enjoyed after after the race um we went and imbibed a vast amount of, <laughs> of oh did we of ever minneapolis best local brews and uh as much fried oh food as I think i've ever had in my whole life yeah. and i didn't even i didn't even exercise i didn't lift a finger <laughs> i just by proxy was going to be like hey like daryl's daryl's definitely earned this rob put in some miles today you know what i'll just join him um but in the time since the weeks and the months since, um, I guess I guess what what have we each been up to and what's next? <laughs> oh boy, um, I have I've not run at all since. Um, I have just completely really sunk back into like like I need a break. I need some downtime. Work is kicking my butt right now. Life is kicking my butt right now. Just, you know, all not excuses, but just like, 
I just need a minute here, you know? Um, and the truth that happens after that is you don't realize that taking a minute turns into, you know, turns into, you know, months and you know, days and weeks and months. And next thing you know, you've been taking a minute for a long time <laughs> and, uh, and you're not better for it. So I, the plan is here in my mind is, uh, okay. So James, you and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, I started a, a program. It's similar to the 75 hard. And if you aren't familiar with that, um, then look it up. You know how to use Google. But the the short of that is is uh you know seventy five hard is a program that was uh, came up with this guy kind of came up with it it's seventy five days of of no alcohol uh, you have to read a non you know a chapter from a nonfiction book you have to journal you have to be on a meal plan you have to exercise twice a day for forty five minutes one of them must be outdoors um, and the version that I'm doing is a, it's a 90 day version of that actually with a, with a couple of different caveats. Uh, but I have been doing that and uh, tomorrow is day 60 for me. Oh, wow. The One of the, one of the, nice. one of the big things about it though, is if you miss any of your marks, if you miss anything, um, progress photo, like any of it, you have to start over. Oh, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. So I have been doing it, um, and I have stayed true to it. I definitely feel like this last few weeks-ish, I have kind of, I don't want to say phoned it in, because that's not right, because I've been doing it, and I've been staying true to it, but I have definitely not been, like, rock star with it. So my intention is to really step it up, uh, you know, figure figure out what I need to do, get my button gear, and kind of really take advantage of of this plan over the next uh, over the next you know thirty days mm. as I as I wrap up the program and hopefully, um, really hopefully, just uh, do better, do more, do better, and uh, and 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 make the most of it. I guess that's that's kind of how I you know how I put it in my brain. So. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my plan right now. So I, I started something somewhat analogous. Um, first of all, the main thing is I recovered from my injury, right? Like, mm, yeah, thing and had plantar fasciitis, and so that was like that was brutal. But um, I worked with a PT, and uh, by sort of Christmas time, I was back to a place where I was sort of cleared to do some light running, some non-impact cardio, um, and so. I started. I started the new year hitting the uh, the Peloton bikes in my gym, um, and I've actually found myself like somewhat addicted to that workout. They're really solid workouts and enjoyable, and the instructors are good, and the music playlists are always fun. Um, and so that sort of got me back into the mindset of all right, try and achieve things and put my health first again. Um, you know, coupled with annual medical exams where the blood work shows sort of like elevated numbers in places that I don't want to have elevated numbers, right? Like slightly high blood pressure, slightly high yeah. cholesterol. Uh -huh. um, there's, there's sort of been that wake up call. So I, I started, but also I'm very realistic. I have a, I have a busy and demanding job. Um, I don't think that I could possibly do like a 90 day hard thing just by nature of 
um, the, the demands that I put upon myself with, with my work and my music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. what I found is a variant of 75 hard. It's called 75 soft. Uh, and it's a very similar thing, right? So stick to a nu- nutrition plan, um, drink, uh, I think it's a hundred ounces of water a day. Um, have one at uh, workout at least once a day. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's inside or outside, read 10 pages of any book mm-hmm. to exercise your mind, um, and keep alcohol to social settings only. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I, I can actually do that. And so I have been doing that. I haven't really been tracking my days, but I've been mm-hmm. on that for maybe about three weeks. Um, the water and nutrition thing has been great. Like I, I do find myself now um, actually hitting my hydration goal by sort of like mid-afternoon and being like, wow, a hundred ounces of water is not as hard as it seems at first. Dude, when the first probably month, up, man, I was, I was hating it. And then I got <laughs> to the point now where I'm just like, I don't love it, but it's just like, yep, all right, chug the water. Like, yeah, let's go. You know? Yeah. Um, and so what I am starting to look at now, uh, I've got a little bit of PTO coming up the week after next. I'm going to give myself a week out of town to relax. But when I get back, uh, I'm going to get on a um, sort of a running schedule again with the idea of identifying a half marathon sometime late spring, early summer. Mm-hmm. Um, not with a time target in mind, but just to get my distance back up and feel good. Uh, you know, I'm through the nutrition stuff. I'm already dropping a little bit of weight with the Peloton workouts. And so I definitely feel like my mind and my motivation has sort of turned that corner mm-hmm. of like, okay, things are going well and I'm excited about it again. And, um, but I'm certainly learning things from the injury experience of like how I work out and the types of workout that I do putting more emphasis on, you know, some cross training and some strength work and things like that. Um, and being a bit more serious about it, but at the same time, making sure it's fun, making sure I'm staying motivated. And so I absolutely um, have to, have to, have to change some things next time around. And, um, and I even, I even said this time around, or, you know, this last time I even said, uh, cross training has got to be, um, you know, a, a key pivotal part of that and it never really did did it the due diligence that i needed to you know yeah so yeah here we are Sarah, what about you yeah i've been doing nothing <laughs> so um not because i don't want to um so after after the marathon i had done like a they have the hell week in, in orange theory every october end of last week in october and they're the they're they're regular workouts, but they amp them up a lot. Like they're they're way more brutal. So you know, I did that week, and then kind of didn't do much after that for most of November, December. Then January, I'm like, okay, I need to get back at this. Um, did a couple five Ks on the treadmill, just you know, just just regular running, and I it, I was actually quite surprised that I still had that distance. Um, it was a struggle to get that distance, but I still had it. I could still do it after doing, you know, two months of nothing. Um, and then one day I went to go do a run on my treadmill and the console wouldn't boot up. It's uh, it's basically like a, a tablet that controls the whole machine and it wouldn't boot. It was just kept flashing between white and black, white and black, the screen. It gave a method, on, you know, search online. Here's how you can force a reset. Like, you know, you push in the button on the side of a tablet or whatever, you know, to reset it. That didn't work. 
This was like mid-January. It was uh, beginning of February before I finally was able to get a hold of someone. Uh, the manufacturer of my treadmill, treadmill and actually talked to someone. And they warranted out a new tablet. Said it would be about a month. I waited a month. It hasn't shipped yet. I finally, I got talked to someone else and it's on back order and I'll be lucky to get it at the end of April now. So, because it's cold and I'm, as I'm getting older, I don't want to run outside in the cold. I haven't been doing anything. (laughs) So that's, that's where I'm at. I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. I have zero desire to go run outside in the cold. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I want no to orange do theory for you? no, actually, um, my wife, uh, she pinched a nerve in her neck sometime in November. Actually, no, cause she didn't do that hell week with me. That's right. So it would have been October and it's been taking a long time to heal. Like she did go back for like, uh, pay for another month cause she had her, her membership put on hold and she ended up doing two classes in the month out of her unlimited membership because it, it just kept re-aggravating. So since she wasn't going, I didn't, I wasn't going. And um, actually she's since canceled because we've got other, other life changes going on in the next year here. We're actually selling our house. So um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's where we're at. I'm not doing anything. We've been busy working around the house here, trying to get it ready for sale. Um, yeah, so as soon as it starts warming up, I'm going to be running outside more. I had wanted to do the half marathon in May that I usually do. Um, but I'm thinking it'll be the 5k this year, but that's fine. Like I'll just get myself up to the 5k. If I'm, if I'm feeling up for it, maybe I'll do the 10k. Um, but we'll see where we're at and, uh, when the weather starts changing, cause it's still brutally, like it's minus 17 right now Celsius. So it is not warming up yet. Jeez. Um, I think we're supposed to get some maybe plus one next week, uh, but it's not here yet anyway. So yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Not doing anything. I know the treadmill breaking is, is an excuse, but it's the one I'm using because I don't want to go running outside. So anyway, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm not doing much, but I plan to. But I guess our big question is then what are we doing next? Well, we kind of discussed this after... It was all said and done oh. in Minneapolis, right? And I'm I'm still yeah, um, on that plan. I think that is my James, goal. Uh, James, you, you said it at the top of the show, I think, James. Did and I? We're going to run a marathon. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I had floated was the Huntington Beach Surf City Marathon, uh, in, which is it's, it's typically Super Bowl Sunday. Um, this week they were a week apart. It's normally the first Sunday in February, which is normally when Super Bowl is, but it was somehow it was different this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have run the that half marathon a couple of times. Wonderful course. Uh, it's it's Pacific Ocean. I mean, you just get ocean views for right. most of it. Relatively flat because it's oceanside, um, nice. but also uh, just I think it's it's a great run and a great race and, and one that I think. Um, we could do really well at you know collectively and individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I was thinking we take a couple of years to prep for this one and we target 2025. That sounds good. Yeah, like just a- because of all the changes going on around here right now, 2024 is not going to happen. So 2025, perfect. <laughs> yeah, 2023 is like 
I would have need to have started. I mean, I don't know when it is, but like even for an end it's of the over. year run, I would have need to have been <laughs> deep already, and and I'm not. So and that's okay. But yeah, I I love it. Um, you know, that's a that's a lot of time between now and then, and I I have a lot that I need to do. Um, I I even I even with the amount uh, I haven't been running, but I have been walking like a freaking champion walker. You know, the last couple of months and uh i could still tell my knee is like like giving me the side eye the whole time so um you know i got i got a few things i need to do i definitely um daryl maybe you could i don't know if you already sent me the link you, you use those like compression knee brace oh yeah things, i can right? send you the ones i have they're they're great. yeah they're cheap I, too, but they, they work i think wonders. that would make a huge difference um some weight loss would make a huge difference um and I don't know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, like I, there's things that I need to do. And if it means that I need to spend money to do it, you know, for whatever level of training this looks like, um, then I, then I need to just do it. You know, mm. if I need to have a trainer, if I, if I need coaching, you know, whatever, uh, whatever accountability looks like, it has to happen more than, um, more than just like us casually chatting on a podcast you know like and i and i and i need that and i know that and and uh i'm kind of calling myself out on that a little bit but like i know i know for a fact i can do it and i will do um you know it's i'm not done just because lots of people don't finish marathons that's like pretty pretty common you know and i'm not trying to just make myself feel better but you know i think it's pretty common that people uh you know they struggle or you know whatever happens right injuries or so, uh, but I am ready to, to be play. honest, like I, I've thought about this idea of also hiring a, a trainer or a running coach, mm-hmm. um, at the right time. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my experience and research and YouTube videos can take me so far. Um, but I do think it would be really cool to have like a personalized training plan from an experienced professional who like not only will show me and tell me what to do and help me get there, but also keep me accountable to it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm throwing down the money and putting in the time. Um, You know, I feel like a solid trainer, a good trainer, a good coach is also going to, like, help me log my food and log my cross-training and be in the gym with me and, um, you know, and really help take that running to the next level. Because, like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. My, My best running days are probably behind me at this point. Um, yeah. But I really would love to have a really strong 26.2, injury-free, feel mm-hmm. good, maybe PR. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just that would that would be an awesome experience. I just want to have a 26.2, and <laughs> we're gonna get. Uh, that, I mean, dude. I, I, okay. So there, there's been a few things that I looked back on my running. Um, you know, I looked back at areas where I felt like. In retrospect, like looking at them, I felt like, wow, that was successful or that was good. And I can see what I was doing. I can see where I was at. And I need to hone in on on some of those things that that were bringing success for me, I guess. So 2025 it is, huh? Yeah. February 2025. I will be. Don't sound sound so excited. I will be 50 for that. Yeah, I will be. uh, I'll be 46 for that. Yeah. 50. The big Darryl five-o. will be, well, <laughs> do we need to, I mean, what? You'll be 49. We need to have, 
a, a walker for you or you know, probably like you know those dudes that have like the they power walk and they have like the <laughs> there you go the, the pole in each hand you know they're there we like, go. just cruising <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah like you guys were mentioning the trainer that's something i considered the first time around but um i think mm-hmm. i'm gonna strongly consider it this, this next go around yeah whatever point. that yeah. looks like i don't know what my budget's gonna look like and yeah especially with travel you know that changes things but like i am very much understanding you know it's things that you know what are things i learned the hard way you know we used to have a yeah, segment called things yeah, i learned the hard true. way or you know i what i what i wish i knew or you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing and you're just like dude there is you know i here's the problem too um i when i'm on tiktok i am i am in the run talk algorithm for sure i definitely <laughs> am um i'm in a few algorithms that i that are hilarious and i love being there but like i'm in the t- i'm in the run talk one and it is great i love it the positivity's there everything's there it's all there but uh you know it's that it's still social media and you still don't always necessarily get a uh you know an accurate view or a a realistic view of running and how things work and you know mm-hmm. you know you know people are always talking about overcoming and supporting each other and encouraging and and it's all true you know it's it's great it's true i love it um it's there but like you know there's also this false sense of of like you know you watch people that are running all the time i, I follow this one guy who who i swear to you this guy runs like a marathon like every week or two like he just is always running a marathon <laughs> And, and, you know, he posts some funny stuff and, and all this, but, like, it normalizes it to me. It normalizes it to the point where I'm just, like, it's almost, like, trivializes it a bit or mm. makes it or makes me feel like, God, dude, I couldn't even get mine done. And this guy's out there just casually doing them, you know. And that's not true, you know, but that's it's kind of this broken, yeah. you know. And I guess yeah. that just goes back to social media and stuff. So yeah. um, I... You know, I think one one realization that I had had even even uh, before was that like you know m- my journey is is my journey that it is nothing yeah. like anybody else's. I cannot you know when you start comparing yourself, you you're just you're going to fail at that point, or you're going to you know whatever it is, whatever uh, you know cliche thing about you know about not being able to. Uh, you know, match yourself up against other people, but it's true. So you have to, you have to do your thing, but, but there's, but it, but it just goes a lot deeper than that. You know, like I said, for me, like the accountability piece, like all these, all these different things that I, that I'm like, okay, if I want to have success, I know there are definitely some key things that I need to hone in on and, uh, and I just need to do better. So yeah, we got at this point, um, I mean, we just turned over to March, so we, we literally have two years. Yeah. to uh yeah, to get do. this thing going and <laughs> and i am i am ready i'm gonna do it like i'm excited so well, that's not that much longer than when we made the decision last time it no was like it's a not. year before yeah before, it was right? it was over a year huh it was yeah, like was you know we had kind of yeah and then we had that you know kind of like ramp up time before we even started training where we were just kind of like yeah you know talking about it but you know Having been there and done that now, uh, you know, not not fully finished, but like, you know, you 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 take it. It feels different, you know. The the seriousness level that you have is like it's different. So, um, 
This sounds to me like it's a good excuse for a brand new playlist. It is a good sounds, excuse yeah, for a brand new Yeah, I think playlist. that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Well, on that note, um, I was talking to Daryl, and I think that I am going to um, just go ahead right now, and, and you know, we can we can do this with other songs as we as we feel necessary, but there's going to be a couple of gimmies that are going on the playlist <laughs> and they don't need to count as somebody's choice. Um, yep. We are going to put, uh, you know, Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. We're going to, we're going to manually insert that about the halfway point of the playlist. So, yeah. So whatever that looks like, you know, we can be halfway there. So um, I'm going to go ahead and do that. But, um, you know, as far as the rest of it, Daryl, I think you had a couple of caveats that you wanted to. Uh, well, to I have. Use you guys can. This. You guys can. I think James, you thought you had a good one for the very first song too. Um, well, I, I have. I have what I think is a very solid choice of a running song mm-hmm. that I that I would wish to insert. But I think that I I also have a caveat um, alongside Rob's "Living on a Prayer," a song that just should go in the playlist as nobody's choice is. Uh, Joe Esposito's "You're the Best Around." Oh, because I was yeah. just singing that a minute ago from from the Karate Kid. Like uh-huh. I can't believe we yep. missed that first time around. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, okay. nothing's ever going to keep you down. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And some of those, I think, you know, we'll have to we'll be mindful about it. I think something like that would go really well towards the second half of the of the list. You know, but um, Daryl, were you saying no duplicates? Yeah, I'd were? like to see this playlist have, you were, have uh, nothing from the first mm-hmm. one. This one's totally, totally different. Like, if it was on we the first playlist, okay. it can't be on this playlist. Uh-huh. Uh, I am definitely going to have duplicate artists. Oh, but, yeah, me too. Because um, there but was... I, but I am... Um, yeah. There but was, I will... Yeah, I can respect no duplicate songs. I know, because so. there was, there was songs that's yeah. like, well... By this artist, I want to put this artist on there, but do I pick this song or that song? And I couldn't decide, so I finally picked one song. But yeah. now I can put okay. the other song. Yep. Like, yeah. All right. Yep. So it's fair. So for the very first song on the playlist, I want to propose "Let's Get It Started" by Black Eyed Peas. Great song. Uh, the bass yeah. is okay. running, you're saying running, as running, a, running. As yeah. a <laughs> oh, as the yeah. very very first okay, song. So Let's get it. Started. Not as your choice, but like as a, no no. It'll be my choice for tonight. Oh, okay. It'll okay. be my choice, yep, but I on. want it to go very first because I know. I when, thought you when, were adding adding another like. No, no, freebie. no. That uh, it's my okay. choice, but I I want to put it first. If that is okay with you guys, okay. That is okay. Uh, All I, right. I have no beef with that. Um, my entry for this week, and it can be at any random point, is a song by the 1975 called "Looking for Somebody to Love." Uh, the energy from this song. This is an eternal banger. This song slaps mm-hmm. uh, off their album that just came out at the end of last year. So I know it was not on the last playlist because the album was released after the marathon. But oh, there we looking go. for somebody to <laughs> love in 1975. Okay, that works. All right, uh, I'm going to go with an artist that I have discovered recently. Been not recently, but it's been a few years now. But I've been absolutely addicted to. Love this guy. Uh, he's from the UK. He is kind of a, I guess he would be a bit of a drum and bass, you know, kind of adds his own blend of uh, live instruments and, and uh, vocals to what would typically be, you know, drum and bass style music. Uh, Fox Stevenson is the artist and a uh, song off of his brand new, uh, brand new album, uh, 
The song's called Human in the Evening. Gonna check that out. Freaking love Fox Stevenson. Like, I have played it so much to the point where, like, my kids are, like... <laughs> so, like chances were that his parents were X-Files fans. Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's Fox, a good chance. Fox is not a name that you come across very well, often. Well, okay, no. so his, uh, his... He originally... You know, for the for the first several um, years of his career, he actually went by his real name, which is Stan, and then uh, he went by Stan SB, and then um, you know, more recently and throughout the throughout his career, he's swapped over to go by Fox Stevenson. So it, it maybe maybe he had to change his name when someone called him Mister. I'm too good to call or write my fans. Um, yeah, right. Get me back. This is Stan. <laughs> yep, I I I I understood that. <laughs> but uh, he, it's funny. He actually does have a, a, a one of his EPs is called "For Fox Sake." <laughs> nice. So it's funny. I like it. Yep, there it is. All right, um, man. I think we we covered some ground. We have uh, re-upped our commitment and our game, and you know, I am looking forward to just r the immersion of getting back into know. you know a healthy cadence and start running again yeah. and pissing and moaning about how it's windy <laughs> and uphill both ways here where I live. And yep. <laughs> it does feel good to be back chatting with you guys again. Oh, yeah, sure. it feels right. It yeah. feels right. <laughs> yeah, it does. This is good. Um, so yeah, and we'll uh, kind of do what we did last time. Like every four weeks or so, we'll uh, kind of Yeah, we can on, ramp add, up uh, add songs yeah. to the playlist, keep, uh, keep updates on what we're doing, and as we you know get closer then we'll uh yeah really ramp things up yep sounds good i'll just kind of see what it looks like. yeah for sure all right so you guys might not hear the outro but it'll go on the recording so i'm going to play that now the advice you can trust Woo -woo! go challenge yourself <laughs>